I'd like to talk to you uh, about the radical nature of the Christian faith. If you'd turn in your Bibles to Paul's epistle to the Colossians. Now, I will, I don't know, it's the professor in me, it's the apologist in me that always wants to make sure, uh, at least the people in my church, and when I have opportunities of trying to uh, bless others and help others to to help them as well. Most of the time, when the enemy attacks the faith, the attacks will be based upon our own ignorances, either of our own faith or of the standard criticisms of our faith. So, for example, uh, a lot of Christians are surprised and are somewhat befuddled and are, are, are pushed back and don't really know how to respond uh, to the fact that there are many people today uh, who would have what's called a, a reduced Pauline canon. Ooh, reduced Pauline canon. What in the world does that mean? Well, people like Bart Ehrman only believe that we have seven genuine epistles from Paul. So they don't believe that, they, that Paul wrote the uh, pastoral epistles, 1st, 2nd Timothy, Titus. Um, they don't uh, likewise believe that he wrote Ephesians or Colossians, that these are, are forgeries, basically in Paul's name. Now, why is this? Well, the problem is uh, when you deal with liberalism in our day, liberalism spreads not by force of argument, but by repetition. Um, and so what happens is you go to a seminary and the professors there say X, Y, and Z. Uh, and it's taken that if you want to be in the forefront of theology, you need to agree with what these people are saying. And so it's just accepted. I went to a seminary that is much more liberal now than it was in the 1980s when I went there. But even then it was way off to my left. And uh, basically when I would challenge things, a lot of times people were like, well, I'd never thought of that before. You know, it's just simply said, scholars say, and then you believe it. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. And that is the great Dr. James White. And I, uh, I highly recommend a lot of his books. You can look him up on, uh, on uh, social media sites and things like that. But uh, he has some very, very powerful books on apologetics, defending the gospel, um, very reformed theology. Okay, you're not going to find the miracles and the healings and the deliverances, although they don't deny them, uh, but they don't write about them. You're going to find more, uh, more structured theological uh, thoughts that are that are foundational to belief, what we believe as Christians, and what should we believe as Christians. And so, Dr. James White has done a tremendous job uh, being a great voice. For defending the gospel, the sufficiency of scripture, the inerrancy of scripture. And so I highly recommend uh, his books. And um, again, just know that he is a theologian um, and he studies he studies and teaches to defend the gospel against heresies. And, you know, he, he comes against some of uh, some of maybe your um, your uh, uh your favorite teachers, you know, that you may have because some of the statements that they make are are swinging on a pendulum that uh, can lead to um, uh, in some some error or some faulty thinking of who God is and who man is. But uh, yeah, Dr. James White, tremendous writer, tremendous. Uh, he's got a got a few of his books on the um, on the, the same sex marriage. Uh, 
perspectives. Uh, has a great book on that. Has a great one on Sola Scriptura, the power of the scripture and what all that means. But um, I, I chose this because we're living in a day where where the information war is real. Who you believe. And, and Dr. James in his opening, he gives you the idea that if you want to be part of the in crowd, then you're going to, you're going to have to just believe the message and just go with what they're telling you because a scholar said so, because a doctor said so, because Harvard said so, because Princeton said so. And if you challenge them, you're the guy with the third eye in the in the group. You're you're the outcast. And so this idea that man man's information is greater than God's information is 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 highly highly uh, brought to the forefront in our day today that man's ideology and man interpreting God and man interpreting scripture and making God making out a God from their own uh, figment of their imagination opposed to going right to the scripture and really um, expounding and explaining the scripture and so we are looking at the text okay we must look at the text and he said some very important things here where where most of the attacks on God's word is because we don't know God's word, and that that's that's very very true. That we're ignorant about how the Bible how the Bible speaks to humanity today. We're ignorant about the authority of Scripture. We're ignorant about about the doctrines of God, the holiness and righteousness. We're not well informed because we don't teach them anymore. We teach feel good messages. We we teach you know that that we are to love everybody and everything and and. God is this gooey, gooey, mushy, you know, God would never do anything evil, that the Old Testament God was a bad God, and the New Testament, Jesus, you know, the representative of God in the New Testament, he's a nice guy, that's the guy you want me. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus turn away away immigrants? Would Jesus, you know, we, we, we get all this mushy stuff, and we lose the counsel of the text, of the scriptures. What does the scripture say? What what does God's word say? That's the information war we're in. And I brought this clip in today so to, to expose to you how the how the educational system in seminaries, this is these are your preachers and your teachers. They go um, to these liberal colleges and and they they follow a party line. They don't search the scriptures themselves. They get away from fundamental truths and then they begin to preach a party line. Pro- prophesy apart, like uh, in the charismatic movement, and you find this in 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 many churches that if if you call sin or you preach sin or you prophesy sin or you preach any type of correction, that can't be right because God is love. Because they they got a party line system, okay? They got a party line message, and if you if you want to be part of the party line, okay? And Paul. Paul warns of that in Corinthians, where he says, I'm not a Paul, I'm a Paulus, right? Those that they wanted to be with Paul, Apollos of Peter, and the Jesus crowd, right? There was there was these four different parties, right? And Paul says that we should not be like that. Okay, so we have we have a divided, a divided um uh, uh agency, if you will, regarding regarding our message. So we have to come together. We have to come together on on our text. What does the Bible mean? The source of our information. You know, we can't just, you know, follow a party line just because Dr. So-and-so said. And Dr., you know, it's kind of like the days that we're living in, you know, 
I preach this often, you hear this often, and I never stop, and I'll never stop using it because it's so powerful. It's Colossians 2.8. You know, do not, do not be deceived. Do not let, do not let them steal you of your faith. The philosophers of this world. See, this is what is happening in our, in our society today. Okay. Is that they have stolen your faith. They have stolen the root of the foundation of of God in your life, where you are walking around with masks on and 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 vaccinations and shots and 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 all these things, when your core value should be, what does God say about this? And now again, if you want to wear ten masks, I don't care. I don't care, but do it because that's the decision that you've made, not because you have been told by a philosoph- by philosophy. Do you know? Do you know the stupidity? Now I say stupid because stupid means stupid stupidity means to know what's right and not do it. Not even do enough research. There's, you know, there's no pure study that says masks work. There's none except Dr. Fauci, the CDC. Now, do, do you know that? Do you know that? So we're walking around with a bunch of face masks on that don't do anything for us. Anything. Then they tell you stay six feet apart, right? Six feet apart, right? Well, what's the science behind that? What's the study behind that? No, because Dr. Fauci told you so. Because the CD told you so. Because the school told you so. We are following philosophies. Instead of sitting there and saying, I am healed. I am a Christian. My body belongs to God. I belong to God. I'm under his rulership, under his leadership. No, we right away just believe what they tell us and and we do whatever they say. They steal our faith. They steal our they steal our ability to be autonomous, meaning law governing over ourselves that we're going to do what they tell us to do. And they steal our faith in God. They they remove God from our knowledge. That God is no longer a healer of COVID and Omicron. They're going through the whole Greek alphabet, and we're like a bunch of dumb, dumb knuckleheads, not even not even doing enough research on our own to sit there and say, "What well, what what does the Scripture say? What does the Bible say about this? What does God say about this?" This is why this is important. This information war. Because are you going to believe these guys? Do you think it's a coincidence? That now the finally that all the judges around the nation are putting an end to all these mandates of vaccinations because they're giving they're giving the autonomy the choice back to the people where it belongs because we're a nation under God not a nation under government we stand on God's word we stand on God's word we don't do things because people tell us. They can advise us, but we consent. We give the will. We give the will to to allow them to go. That's why we vote in our nation because we we consent to government. We ha- we 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 vote in our leadership. Now, there's a there's a lot of other uh, political implications in that statement. However, we just can't do things because because the the the, the scholar at Harvard said so. And I love what Dr. James said in in the opening when he came out and says, uh, you know, I just challenged them. I just said, no, what about this? No, what about this? What about this? What 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 is the you know the 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 foundations of theology say about this? I I I've said this many times in other uh, podcasts that 
in Harvard, they have, they have professors that say that if you interpret the Bible, the way the Bible is read, and with the old classical methods of interpreting the Bible, in other words, the way Jesus taught it, the historical Right, the historical, the literal. You know, the, if you if you interpret scriptures hermeneutically correct, and it's and it's offensive and it's oppressive, you can't use that. That's a bad interpretation because it hurts people. Now, again, you can't make this stuff up. That's how they change the message. This society has changed the message by defining by by um, by redefining objective truth issues what's a man what's a woman right the genders though there's more genders i identify they i mean listen the the biology they, they, they defy all all the science and go into all these feelings and emotions and and all these and we're supposed to believe them they want to take us out of our biblical context and cause us to walk in murky waters of mind and emotion, feelings and 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 uh, and passions, opposed to objective truths of God's word. And so today we're going to be discussing. We're going to, we're going to be discussing that known to God from eternity are all His works. In other words, God is preeminent. That God is above all in all. And he, he looks at these little games that we play, these word games, these word salads. Preference. Not man or woman, but preference. No, they don't like preference now because preference has to do with choice. And you didn't choose to be this way. Therefore, therefore, it's they it, it's oppressive to say to say preference. <laughs> these people, I tell you, the most dangerous people in the world are, are smart, stupid people. They know so much of all the wrong things. That's uh, that's Ronald Reagan. So it's wrong with liberalism. Now, what do what do I mean by liberalism? And and Dr. James, in his opening, he came out with this the word liberalism. What does liberal liberalism mean? That means to liberate from that which is is known to be true. In other words, you have the Bible, and the liberals begin to pull away from that which is true. They pulled away what from what a man and a woman is. They pulled away from God's love and God's law. They pulled away from they pulled away from holiness and righteousness. They pulled away from all these things into a God is love system. It's theology by extrapolation. They extrap extrapolate, they pull away all these things. They liberate themselves from from, from the fundamentals of the faith and they and then they create their own theology in the name of God. They create a religion. They create a belief system that fits their passions, that fits their biblical excuses. <laughs> well, the Bible that they're re uh, re trying to rewrite. I can get into when uh, one of the um, future podcasts. I'll show you. I'll show you how they manipulated the Bible. Okay, we'll, we'll I'll take you to some to some um, scriptures where the original text says one thing, but you'll see how your Bible says nothing close to it. You'll be shocked that the Bible that you read is so watered down from the original text because the 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 scholars 
want to make it uh, palatable and don't want to make it offensive to you because you know you want people to read the Bible and if it's offensive they're gonna put it down no read the Bible you want to know what God says and so I brought this this idea this this podcast today about it all it all begins from God it all begins from God you come from God everything comes from God and nothing you can know nothing outside of the knowledge of God everything outside of God is 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 perverted it filters through the mind of and the minds and the manipulations of men acts 15:18 says this known to God from eternity are all his works see God knows his works God knows his works from eternity all his works the complete panoramic perspectives of God are all known from eternity God's not trying to learn anything he's not trying to know anything you know uh, the church is always trying to figure out what God's were as if God is confused about racism and, and sexuality and 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 LGBTQ and we're informing God and the Bible the Bible was not prepared for 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 all this confusion that was coming into the church, even though it's all right there written on the confusion that was going to come in, the the um, subversion that was going to come in, the false teachers that were going to come in. It's all prophetically written in in the book of Acts, in Colossians, in uh, Thessalonians, and 1 Timothy. It, it's all right there. But they don't want to read it because they're trying to in, reinvent something to appease their little ideologies. We cannot fall prey to that. We got to know the truth. We got to know what the Bible says. And we got to know that Jesus created everything. That you were created by him. I want to read something to you. Colossians 1, 15 through 18. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Now think about this. Think about this. For by Him, He is the agency of all creation. Everything flowed through Him. I want you to catch this. Okay? And was created. The, the word katitso, to be fabricated. God fabricated everything through Christ. Everything came from Him. He is, He is the, He has pri, uh, proprietary, proprietary, uh, um, uh, ownership of everything because it, he manufactured it. Everything was created by him. It was founded by him. He's the original source from which all matter came out of. It all came out of him. For by him all things. You know when you know that the word thing is important. Okay, because you know when you can't, you don't know what something is. You call it a thing. So everything that you see out there, everything that you are experiencing out there, you, you don't think he made that. For all things were created by him that are in heaven and that are in earth. That, that, that's powerful. All things are made that are, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. All things were made through him. He is the agency. He is the one that pushed it all out. That's why John chapter 1, John chapter 1 and Genesis 
chapter 1, you put those two verses together. John chapter 1, first. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Again, same concept. Colossians carries that same, that Jesus is the agency in which everything flowed through Him. Again, which breaks which breaks the ideology that Jesus was part of creation. No, He was the one in which creation was all pushed through. He was the agency of cre- all creation. That's why in John chapter 1, John chapter 1, later on in the verse, where it says, And he came to his own, and his own received him not. He came to his creation, and his creation didn't receive him. I know many people think, well, he came to the Jews, and they rejected him. Yes, but the bigger picture is he came to creation, and creation rejected him. He created all things. That's like when you look at when you look at the fig tree, when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Well, he created the fig tree. Jesus, in many, many instances, with the Pharisees, he'll use statements like, and Jesus knew their thoughts. He knows what's in the heart of man. I, he saw them coming from afar. He saw them coming from the Garden of Eden. He saw them coming from eternity past. There's, I'll get into the, the all knowledge. Of the, that's a separate podcast in itself. But what I want you to understand is that all things were created by him, for him, and through him. Okay, so Colossians 1, 15 through 18, read that, know that. So when they all start saying, you got to do what we tell you to do. The earth is falling apart. The earth is, no, no. Psalms, Psalms 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all that dwell in it. Listen. Listen, we don't got no global warming. You got all these Christian tree huggers and 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 oh, let's conserve the energy and let's, stop it. Stop with the scientific uh, or the scientism where we worship knowledge and not understand that the world that that the that the world belongs to God and nothing's going to happen to this earth until God says so. All these man-made ideas. I mean, have you ever thought it was funny, you know, with the global warming, right? Where the ocean is going to just going to come over the seas. Listen, I grew up in the 70s. And you know what the fear was in the 70s? That that California was going to fall into the ocean. Yeah. Can you believe that? What happened to that? Those are the scientists. Okay. Now, with this global warming, right? All these people that, all these politicians that, oh, the world's going to end in 12 years, AOC and the, and the crazy nut jobs. And the, and the Christians don't know their doctrine that the earth is the Lord's and known unto God from eternity past all his works. The, that the world was created by Christ, for Christ, through Christ, that he would be the first of all things. And that he holds everything up. Everything is held together. Everything stands up because of him. No, we we follow these stupid, ridiculous ideologies of science. Oh, the sun, the 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 global warming and the and the ice and the and the the sea is going to swallow up the 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 the, the, the coastlines, and it's going to be underwater. Good God Almighty. And the church falls for it. Because they don't know their word. It's got the wrong information. Do you think if 
if the realtors, if the real estate companies around the around Florida, New York, you know, all the coastal places on the East Coast, the West Coast, down south, do you do you think they would their properties would be would be for sale if they knew that uh, they actually believed that stuff? If they made their their future projections of their company based on the coastal living, San Diego would be vacant. All these places would be vacant if they believe it. They don't believe that stuff. They're making money off that. Do you know the price of of uh, of of what it would cost to to live on the ocean? Why does it cost so much? Because they don't believe that stuff. You believe that stuff. They teach it in schools. We don't know that our Christ has preeminence over all that. We don't care what God says. We we go to schools or we or we listen to the news and oh the the global warming, climate change, all that stop it. Stop it. These attacks on God that God is not sovereign, that God doesn't know the works of the earth. He doesn't know, he didn't create anything. You know what they're saying? We got this. We got this. You don't. I love Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 18. All things, and he is before all things. And he, I like that word before. Arche, that, that means rank and order. He was in eternity, and before there was time and matter, he was there. And through him, he creates everything. And because of him, everything stands, consists, everything holds, everything is strengthened and stands because of Christ. Nothing is going to happen to this earth because Christ is Lord. And he's God. I love this. And he is the head of the body, the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, that all... That he that in all things he may have preeminence. In other words, he's going to be first place above everything. Why? Because all things come from him. All things come from him. See, my son will never be my son will never be my father. Why? Because I preeminent him. I'm before him. That's that's creative order. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Why? He created it all. Genesis chapter one. And God said the Logos. Genesis chapter 15. When I look at, not Genesis chapter 15, let, 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 let's not go there. This idea that God is not in control of humanity, that God is not in control of the earth, that God... If you look at Genesis, and God promises Abraham he's going to make him a, a great nation, part of part of the Abrahamic covenant was the fact that there was going to be a 400-year period between Abraham and Moses in which, in which the Jewish people, the Hebrew people were going to suffer under Pharaoh and suffer under tyranny and suffer under a tyrant. But then in 400 years, God was going to send a deliverer and they were going to leave Egypt. Well, 400 years after Abraham, 400 years, who, who does God raise up? He raises up Moses. 
Now, God is responsible. He's a responsible God. He he puts people in places. He puts people in the right time spots, in the right eras. See, you and I are built for this era. We were built for the now. We're built to deal with this pandemic. We're we're built to 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 deal with all the all the cultural ills and all the cultural issues that we're dealing with. We are built by God and placed in time by God. Because the earth is the Lord, Psalms 24, and the fullness there and the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all that dwell in it. He placed you in this time zone. Why? Because he's preeminent. He controls it all. He's sovereign. Just like he saw, just like he saw Abraham. And he told Abraham, hey, 400 years from now, hey, Abraham, it's not about you, man. You know, you're going to start the covenant. You're going to see what I do with them because of the covenant. So you have this, you have this Genesis to Exodus, this 400 years of history. And all of a sudden, just like God said, he he sent a deliverer by the name of Moses. Exodus chapter 2, 1 1 and 2. And Exodus 2, 1 and 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took his wife with the daughter Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him for three months. And that that is the deliverer right there. That's Moses. This good-looking, beautiful, this special-looking son. Some of the some of the Hebrew um, scholars um, back in, back in the back in the old uh, ancient writings say that there was a glow about him. He he was he glowed. Well, he was a prophetic child. He was a he was a promised child. He was a delivering child. Why? Because I'm letting you know that God, God is in control. If he said it, he'll do it. I, I love what I love uh, Acts chapter seven, verse seventeen through twenty. It this confirms this. But when the time, when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, God swore to Abraham again. Look in Genesis. That is your Abrahamic covenant. Moses was prophesied, and here comes Moses. And the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt, this man dealt treacherously with, with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them, making them expose their babies so that they, might, they may not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in, in his father's house for three months. Here is... Moses, right here, Acts chapter 17, the fulfillment. Why? Because God is preeminent. God pushed Moses in that time, just like God pushed you. Jeremiah 1 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Again, Jeremiah, this is another, the pre determination of God. God determining what's going to happen in humanity and in our world. Again, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything was made by him, for him, through him, that he may be first place or he may have preeminence over all things. Listen, everything belongs to Christ. The breath you breathe belongs to Christ. These, these these crazy people out there, oh, you got to believe us. You got to do what we tell. No, we serve God. 
We must get our voice back. We must stand firm in the scriptures again. That's why they hate the Bible. Because it pulls there are it pulls our affections off of their laws and their rules and their in their society the the, the the tyranny that they want to place on you and it places you back in the hand of God. Because I was formed by God. I have sovereignty. I have sovereignty over my life. You don't tell me what to put in my body. You don't tell me what to put on my face. Psalms 139. Listen, listen to this. For you were formed in the inward parts. You cover me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully. Who fearfully and wonderfully made you? Who wove you in your mother's womb? Who covered you there? Who, who made you? Who, who did this? God. You form me in my inner parts. You cover me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. So the creation of the womb, the, 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 the womb and the, and the wonderful incubator system to develop human life is a marvelous work. That's why abortion. That's why all these, these uh, pro-choice people. That's why it's an abomination because they're denying the marvelous work of what a seed the conception to life. The life of the soul resides in the blood. When the sperm and the seed come together, blood is formed and the soul comes alive and development of a baby comes. Marvelous are your works. See, we're going against the marvelous works. Who made it? He did. And that my soul knows well. My frame, listen, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully right in the lower parts of the earth. You, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in the book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when yet there was none of them. So what he's really saying here, David is writing here, and says, guess what, guys? I was fearfully, wonderfully made. Before I was even formed, you saw me. You saw my body. You saw all the days of my life. You wrote how many days I'm going to be here on this earth. You wrote how much, what I was going to become. You wrote all this down in your book. See, we are all, we are all the poems of God. We are all in the plan of God. We must break out of the humanistic grips of this tyrannical society that we're dealing with that wants to dominate and control the will that you have to serve God. They want to remove God completely out of your knowledge. They want to move God completely out of your thought process. They want to remove God completely out of your mental capacities. They want to shut our churches down. They want, to, they want to silence our preachers. You know what? They want to water down our preachers so that we don't stand strong in God's word. That we kind of get involved in race and we get, get, get involved in, in, in gender confusion. We get involved in sympathetic humanistic um, uh, doctrines that they're trying to push our way. We got, we, we've got to snap out of this. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I come from God. I come from God. It all begins from God. And it will all end with God. That's why, again, it's appointed once for man to die. And then you're going to go right to God. Right where you started, you're going to go end up right before him. Then the judgment seat. That's what Hebrews tells us. Hebrews 9. Is appointed once for man to die. Why? Because that's the end of the cycle. That's when you go right back to God. You come from God, you walk this earth, and you go return right back to God. Okay? 
So Christ was offered once and for all to bear sins for many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. That's Hebrews 9, 27, 28. It's appointed once for man to die that you're going to complete that cycle. You're going to go and you're going to go right back to him and then you'll be judged. That, that, I mean, again, people, don't judge me. Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. That's part of the cycle. That's part of the cycle. We start from God. We come from God. We are God. We are God's creation. We are God's. We are God's children. And we will return to God. You know, God gives us that first, that first, uh, that first glimpse of how much He loves you. Okay, Genesis chapter five twenty four. You know, Enoch. What, listen to this. So all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That is the process. I want you to see that process. I want you to understand that all things come from God. All things were made by Him, for Him, through Him, through Christ. And guess what? We will return back to Him. Why? Because God wants us. You know, the uh, Psalms Psalms tells us that that. God delights in the death of his servants or his saints. He does, why? Because he gets to come back to them. Him. We come right back to him. It's a cycle. It begins with God and it will end with God. Not, not with this, this human idea of trying to live forever here on this earth. It's appointed once for man to die. Okay? It's appointed once for man to die. You, then you slip into eternity. Paul writes it, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 5-8. Talks about going right to the presence of God. Going right from where you started. What a powerful truth. We must break out of this humanistic, cultural, anti-God, removing God from your knowledge, the autonomy God gave you to choose and to and to serve Him, being taken away by philosophers and doctors and lawyers and and stop it. We must get back to fundamentals. It begins from God and it ends with God. Why? Because known to God from eternity are all His works. I'm part of a plan. You are part of the plan. Walk with God. Stay in His Word. Know what the Scriptures say. And don't be fooled just because some influencer is saying so. Challenge the truth. Challenge their, their message. Sometimes we should ask our preachers, can I have your notes? I'd like to study your notes. I want to see I want to know where you got that knowledge from. I want to know where that came from. I'm not blindly following. I'm not deafly listening. My ears are attentive. I want to know the truth because it's only knowing the truth that I will truly be free. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. And remember, it begins with God. It will end with God. Why? Because all things were made by Him, for Him, and through Him. And will return to Him. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. This was Elias Flores once again. Goodbye and God bless you. Thank you.